like let's let's do some role playing. <laughs> so I'm gonna be a hot girl at the club, <laughs> and you're gonna flirt with me, okay? No, and, and gonna, I don't want to reveal how little game I no, have. No, no, no. I, okay, so I'm gonna be the girl, <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 I just left my friends, my clearly queer friends. So you know I'm probably gay, and I go and I'm getting a drink. Ooh, can I get one? <laughs> can I get one? I'd probably just buy your drink for you and uh, and make a lot me? of eye contact. Excuse me? Hey, what are you looking at? Hey, I love your top. <laughs> Thanks. You can have it. <laughs> You're crazy. What's your name? It's Angelina. <laughs> mm, Francesca. Oh, that's a hot mm, name right there. Yeah. I'd fall mm. for Francesca. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can... Mm flirt with women i just can't, can't seal the deal oh my god you can <laughs> and seal the deal francesca get out of here <laughs> hey, oh boy oh boy oh boy and welcome to tyler is gross a podcast where me tyler gross talks to his successful friends about life and growth and self-improvement what are you struggling with and what are you working on so that i can beat them i'm just trying to be better than everybody you know how it is. Welcome. I'm glad to be back. Man, these last few weeks have been so crazy. Hope y'all are good. Um, not even crazy. Just I'm just I'm just busy. I remember I, I I wanted to put out a podcast a couple weeks ago, and then I was late, and then I just missed that whole week, and so I put it out again. And so, man, this is these are just gonna come out when they come out. I'm sorry. I w- <laughs> I wish I could be more consistent, but this is just where I'm in at right now. I'm in Austin currently at time of recording, but as you know, I I moved to New York. That transition has just, I mean, it's it's a life transition. It's a big one. So I'm just finding time to do it all and and figure out what this whole new life is. So these podcasts are going to come out when they do. They might be (laughs) bi-weekly. They might be come out. Usually they come out on Thursday. They might come out on Friday. I don't know. I'm recording this on Thursday because I missed it. I'm hoping it'll come out tomorrow. We'll see when it does. But, you know, I just, just you know, subscribe so you, you can know exactly when they come out. Check it out. You know, like it and subscribe it and rate it and review it and do all that stuff. It's so simple for you and it means so much to me. I hope you all have been good. How have you been? Good? I hope so. Um, we have a great one for you today. It's Angelina, my good, 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 good friend, Angelina Martin, man. She, finalist in the F- Funniest Person in Austin competition. She was right there with me. We used to co-host a show in Austin called Buzz Kill at the Buzz Mill, still going on on Wednesdays. And she, ha- I mean, she has like a thousand shows. I mean, she has High Priestess, a show every full moon. What is that? It's a good show. That's what it is. And she's just, she's just a, a, a pleasure. She's a very good friend of mine. And I think we had a nice chat. It was a good talk. So, like, check that shit out. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, um, I, I've been I've been in here chugging, running around New York. Just ex- It's a big old... Did y'all know it's a big old city? It's a big old loud city? Oh, my God. Austin's so quiet. It's a quiet little, little treehouse of a place. I feel like I'm in a forest when I'm in Austin. New York is a fucking city. It's loud. There's people honking and shit, waking me up. But now it's like I have, like city ears so i can't even i sleep through it all i sleep through all the fucking monster trucks rolling by and shit it's great and and i'm running around and meeting people and it's it's a weird like i'm there i'm not unhappy but i'm not happy but it's a trend that's how it's supposed to be i'm bored if anything because i got nowhere really to be um but you know shows are coming 
check that out on the website, tylerisgross.com. There's a whole calendar. I kind of keep it updated with my stuff. Go ahead. I'm a, I'm, I need to put this up on my Instagram. Go ahead and, and tell me what city you want me to come to. I'm going to put a link. I'm going to have a Google Doc on the Instagram. Tell me your city. I'll come to you, and I'll do some shows out there. But, um, yeah, Angelina Martin's great. You're going to love this episode. I really appreciate you hanging out and listening and uh, staying with this through the bumpy scheduling. Uh, it'll even out soon. Uh, I feel like this podcast is a, is a, <laughs> is it's, I mean, it just, it's me doing it. So it just reflects my life. So if I'm busy, then I'm, then this isn't coming out a lot. If I'm hanging out and in a good place, then I'm fucking consistently doing it. So, um, it is what it, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. We all just try man. But, uh, anyway, love you take it easy. Enjoy this episode. Angelina Martin, check her out. She's great. Runs a lot of great shows in Austin. Very funny comic better friend better funnier better friend comic that's a weird one anyway the point is she's great she's great all around check it out not much thank you for having me on your podcast thank you for having me we just went and i gave you some i'm moving Yes, and I gave again. Some of, I, again, and I've given you some of my stuff. Yes, and I appreciate it because so I just, have we, very little stuff. We just got done doing that. We did. We love errands. Yeah, and now we're drinking a caffeine seltzer. Just getting, just getting everybody up to speed, really. Yeah, I think everyone's caught up now. Well, how are you, dear? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm going to miss you when you move to New York. Yeah. Didn't you live there before for a oh. while? Not in New York. I thought you did. I visited there for two weeks. Okay. Well, it seemed like a long two weeks, I guess. It's a good two weeks. <laughs> I like New York. I do. I'm still scared of it, but I think yeah. I'm just I'm just scared in general. Moving on. I mean, and and you know, Austin's been a home for me for the last seven years. It's quite an era. Yeah. A lot this, of things, this lot is where you started. A lot of things have happened. I grew up. I became an adult in Austin. Yeah. You know. I I saw. I was a. It's crazy. I was a little boy. I was a little boy, and I started doing comedy. I mean, a little, I was 22, I was out of college, but started doing comedy and then now I'm 29 and I'm looking like there's people that you meet whenever you're young in comedy that then you come back, you know, seven years later and you're like, you know, you're the only person that knows who I was back then. You're the only person that as a comic, you know, like it's my mom doesn't remember because they weren't around. My friends now like weren't around when I first was starting and didn't know anybody, but like there's only like like the random comics who remember that you don't even really talk to or hang out with but you see them and you're like oh what's up dude and you're like hey hey remember remember fucking uh, uh banter with bogart you remember that <laughs> at the donut shop Did you ever absolutely do that? yes i do there was the he had he had one at austin it's a it's that gay bar now the the bear one the iron bear yeah it's it's a gay bar now but it used to be a, just another place and he had it there and then he moved it to austin java and it's like remember banter with bogart i remember that one brian bogart check i don't know what he's doing now <laughs> he's, but check him he's out he's doing commercials um and we're proud of him we love him um but yeah i i remember on that show because like the whole premise was that you it was an open mic and you stay up on stage afterwards so he can riff with you like for, a talk show yeah but um i was i did and i had just started comedy and i had these jokes that weren't funny at all about how freaking young i was so young <laughs> so hot so tight <laughs> mm. and i was like just about how like oh my god i'm so young and they were like so like they were posing as self-deprecating but it was really just like right i'm young um and then afterwards 
during the riff thing he was like wait so you were talking about how how young you are like how how old are you and i was like oh i'm 22 and he's like that's not that young <laughs> it's not i mean it's, it's young is he is is you know what it's funny okay so we both did improv as well as stand up yeah you, do you do you still do you improv I, uh, some, from time Sometimes. to time yeah well it's funny 22 was not super young in stand-up, but it was very young It was very young, young in improv. improv because you have to have a mortgage to do improv. That is funny uh, and also a little true. It is true. You don't need like, that much money, but you do need it. You, you need about 1200 and a lot of free time. You need disposable <laughs> income. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't work on evenings. Yeah. Basically. And, well, because well, I, I mean, I realized like, well, I did kind of notice a, a little bit like, oh, there's more middle aged people in improv than in like the open mics I was going to. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I was like, you know, halfway through my classes, you know, I'm just always projecting, thinking everyone's living the same reality as I am. And I'm like, so we're all working two restaurant jobs, eat a top profit for every meal. And they're like, just, I'm going through a divorce and I own two homes. I'm just doing this to blow off some steam. So, yeah. so I don't yell at my kids as much. <laughs> and you're like, damn. I, like, I don't relate. I remember who was it? Somebody, somebody, it was like, there was so, it was a comic I looked up to. And I was like, man, like you're like, and, and who's had who had some opportunities, you know, like some, like a something like it, not maybe not JFL, but something like JFL, at big comedy festival. And I was like, damn, like you did that. That's crazy, man. Like, isn't that cool? He's like, it's cool. It would be cooler to have savings. It's and I'm a like, trade off. Yeah. Yeah. None of us yeah. have health insurance. Yeah, I do. You do. Obamacare. Okay. I was thinking of getting some of that. Yeah, it's cheap. I pay seven dollars a month. Okay, I'll do that next. But next you got you got to work period. the number so that, um, you know, it's not so poor enough. Y- so you're poor enough, but also not too poor. Okay. If you say I make zero dollars, if, if you say I make zero dollars a month, they're like you, you need to pay for it all. But if you're like I make two thousand dollars a month, they're like it's not a whole lot, buddy. All right, you can get a little take it off. Okay. So you got you got to work the system a little bit. I'll work it. Lie, in other words. If you want to get ahead in this crazy world. You do. Lie allegedly. Yeah. I don't want them to take away my... Not not us. Don't take away my healthcare. Yeah, he needs it. I got I, I fixed my toe fungus because of my... Oh, nice. Yeah. I've been... My toes are sparkling now. Now they're... You could see a reflection in them. Yeah. They look really good. You had a toe fungus? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It appeared when I was 18 and it just never went away. That's wild. Mm-hmm. What'd it look like? It Like my toenail looked white. Just all the time, white and like scale, scaly, scratchy. Like someone rubbed sandpaper on my toes. On your toe, just on your toenail, on the top, or the whole whole toe. No, no, the the toenail. The toenail, Toenail. scratchy toenail. Yeah, white for for since you were eighteen. I was was dating, yeah, about about eighteen. I remember it was in college. I remember there was a girl. I mean, like, listen, it wasn't like pretty, but it wasn't like that gross. It was. I, I, you've seen grosser toes. Yeah. And I remember I was dating a girl and I was like, oh, yeah, I got this like toe thing or whatever. And then she goes, oh, my God, you need to do something about that. And I was like, can you 
Can you chill? Can you fucking regulate your fucking That's body volume? shaming. I mean, pretty much. Also, she said my she was making fun of me because my penis is way too big. And yeah, I was like... That's always been a, a, a sensitive subject It's always been you. a very sensitive subject for me and sensitive for yeah, women, too. That's you know why I mean. you tried to re- reduce the size of your penis and no doctor would do it. Speaking of Brian Bogart, he has a great joke. I don't want to ruin his joke, but I also do. There's no way. I don't, Shall I ruin his joke? I'm not going to yeah. ruin his joke. Okay, I'll ruin his joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. He says like... He's like, uh, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the size of my penis, so I went and got a penis reduction surgery, and now it's perfect. Or he's, he said, I, it was, it was better than that. See, I fucked up the joke. All right, cut all this, Tyler. You can't <laughs> fuck his joke. You can't fuck up his joke. I tried to do Brian's joke, and it didn't work. And I didn't want to bomb. I liked it. No, it was, it was, it was a good joke. But, um, but yeah, you know. So we've been, we've been friends for a long time. A while. And I think we started comedy together. So I think I was a little bit. I was always well. I always felt like you were like time. a little sister. Okay. Well, little, we're little basically sister, basically champ, the same champ. Basically the same class. Noogie, noogie, noogie. We're twins. Noogie, noogie, All right. Noogie, noogie, you are my. You are my brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We started well, doing stand up and. Yeah, we did both around the same time. Remember when we were with Shane and we were improv nerds doing improv in his doing backyard? improv, we drinking and so smoking much. in his backyard, which was the. The, the cool part but the lame part was that we when do, we, when we, we got faded we wanted to we did improv we loved in improv. his backyard for no one but for our us, damn selves it was fun and we and it was we liked great it. he came up with a format he did yeah Shane Ganaway that we was, did it one time with Hunter right? Duncan we did we did it's just you know it's just and weird. then we were in Austin Secrets together. We were in Austin. That was our first. That was our first Austin Secrets together. Yeah, big, and my deal. last. Uh, yeah, that was a big deal. That's kind of the end of your improv career, really. <laughs> it was the peak of like you kind of you kind of like I'm not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> well, you kind of you kind of took a big big it, step back. It was fun, but like I don't know. I like really like a lot of the active troops I was in were like I don't know taking breaks and it was harder to organize rehearsals and stuff and. I don't know. I just got really addicted to stand up. And yeah, I remember like I always wanted to do both. Like I really love both of them pretty equally, like up top. And I remember you were, well, you're doing a lot of both, but I was like asking you this years ago, like what you, what you liked more and, and, and you're saying something along the lines of how like, um, improv's, just for fun <laughs> or like improv i always said improv is more fun and stand-up is more fulfilling yeah and i kind of and at first i was like what they're both so fulfilling but then after a while like i um yeah i don't know i just got hooked on stand-up seems like there's it's further there's more things you can do there i feel like i feel like unless you're in a very small group of people in improv that can keep on finding these opportunities like I feel like there's more opportunities in in a stand up yeah. um without becoming a teacher. I mean I, I feel like I, I feel like I, I hit a ceiling with improv pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I felt I like know. I got got there and 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 also did feel I mean I love I, I just want I do love love improv. I love watching great improv and you know, I think I think it would be so fun and I've had and I've had a lot of fun performing it too. Um but yeah, it also d- did feel a little just um like we weren't trying to like improve as much as in stand up yeah, like i just noticed with like the um like after 
it seemed like there's more constructive criticism going on at open mics um, rather than after a lot of improv shows. It's like, great job, everyone, like no matter what. I think a lot of it is with stand-up has a lot of skills. And some of them are performance skills. And some of them are like thinky, righty, cerebral skills. And jokes are kind of like puzzles. It's like, you know, you need the setup and the punchline. You have to figure out how it goes to hit it just right. And then, bah, it feels good. And like improv is just kind of like you just who can play the best. And like that is just an easier. There's less skills and it's an easier path to that than it is to learning how to. I feel like improv is like how to have fun and stand up is like you kind of have to decide who do you want to be. And that's a big that's a much deeper all encompassing question. Like who do you what do you want to rep- represent when you're on stage? Who do you want to be? How do you want to seem? And who are you? I mean that's that's how I approach stand up at least. And um that's just and kind of yeah. inherently more interesting. Yeah, it's it seems like it it definitely seemed harder, which made it more intriguing to me. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think it that's liked, where it liked me less. Yeah, it, it was the we hot girl to, that didn't want me. We and wanted I was to like, earn her approval. I was like, come on, baby. Like she is a bitch, and I am going. I like, come on, baby. To dedicate my life mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, where improv was just like that nerdy and nice, nice kid who just wants to hang out with everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it, I'm it, like make me work for it. Improv, improv was like the girl next door that you can always rely on, and stand up was the hot bitch. Yeah, that you kind of you wanted bitches. to you wanted to figure out how can I fuck this bitch. <laughs> you know, all you right. know what I mean? Yeah, how do you fuck this dirty bitch? All right, we don't have to be you slut <laughs> whore stand up. She's, but she's so ooh, she fucks better than her. anybody else. All right. <laughs> um, Here's something. Yeah, so early say. on. I've, I met you whenever you were like 21, maybe 22, uh, 20 maybe. How old are you? I'm I'm 27. Yeah. we met when I was 21 or 22. Yeah, and I remember, I always liked you. Thank you. And you're always a sweet girl. Did we really meet for the first time at the tomato mic? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I did remember you were also annoying. <laughs> and, be, and now. You're an, you're now you're annoying in different ways. Thank you so much. And such, this we, is such a sweet compliment. And we and we it's a fun annoying. I mean, you you were there in the car. We we're driving, and I'm like, well, you drive, and you're like, <laughs> we're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. And because I remember it was you've changed, you've changed over the years, you've you've matured. And do you feel that way, or am I? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, just through you know the. The rock tumbler of life just sure. getting slapped around. Yeah. By so I remember at twenty two, like I would make a joke. I'd be like, "Man, these." I'd make like a you dirty whore joke, and twenty two, you'd be like, "You know that is not the right words to be using." And then now you're like, "Listen, man, she is a dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up is a dirty bitch." Okay, well, I definitely think I was more sensitive in my youth. I also think. Well, I mean, I think I've been desensitized both by just life and also just being in stand up for so long and and hearing so many things. And and so now I have more of a scale to like compare things to in right. terms of offensiveness. You're um, a sensitive young woman. 
I was raised on Tumblr, which I think maybe. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. I know what Tumblr is, but what does it mean to be raised on Tumblr? Uh, well, I did that instead of homework in high school, which is why I didn't get into any colleges. There you um, go. But it was just this website that, I don't know, it kind of like bred this mentality in like a lot of people my age. I mean, it was a lot of like young women and queer people like on this website and uh i think it had like some positives that came out of it like it really did like teach me about things that i didn't learn about um in school that led me to like read howard zinn and about you know atrocities committed by the government um that that did like activate parts of my brain and and change the way i i think and feel and approach the world in positive ways um and turned me on to like good music and movies and books that I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise, but also kind of same time promoted kind of a reactionary uh, way of thinking that was kind of like black and white um, that we like, you know, that, you know, kind of placed people in these like good or bad categories or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind you of, thought I, you thought I was bad. No, I didn't. I thought you were great. You thought I was, you thought I was like, He's a good guy, but he's he's no, misaligned. It just, it just it made me. He needs to, he needs to stop those naughty <laughs> things so he can be a perfect good boy. Well, it 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 didn't leave a whole ton of room for nuance that way of thinking. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that was all about nuance. I love you're, nuance. You're Mister Nuance. Mister Nuance. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like as I've gotten older, I can um, um, yeah. I don't know recognize yeah. nuance more and also just um understand that people contain multitudes mm-hmm. and also just i feel like i just have like a better sense of humor now and that i can kind of like understand when people like what's that word facetious feces i understand a good poop joke i'm always trying to say words i don't know how to pronounce facetious i've only read it but you know the word facetious like yeah, facetious. facetiousness yeah like i can kind of i mean i like i call it my i've i would describe myself my sense of humor as as rascally yeah you're a little rascal i would say you're a scamp a scamp i like scamp <laughs> scamp is good i'm, I'm um, happy with scamp yeah you're yeah i remember i remember we used to host buzzkill at the buzzmill show every we, wednesday we at buzz, did buzzmill for comedy six, uh, buzzmill for six Coffee months before six, he became an international world star and then i went to amsterdam for a bit and um i remember i would we would have to do it every week so we would have to we would, i'd try to do new jokes every week because you know you wanted the people who come back to hear some new stuff and you're just hosting it the the other comics on the show are really what's important and so we would get up there and I would try a new joke and I'd be like, all right, I have this joke about how, um, you know, a wet pussy is like, you know, uh, a wet pussy is like a, a dirty sea fish at a, on a beach, you know? And I'm like, I think it'll work. And you're like, okay. I mean, if you want to do it. And then we would get up there and I swear to God, I would start be like, you ever know how you ever go to the beach? And you're like, is that pussy? I would do some shit. I mean, this is a made up bit, but like I would do some crazy shit and we would be standing up on stage at the same time because we would host together and your face would always <laughs> scrunch and look and you were clearly not into the joke. And, I'm so sorry. And the audience would look at you I'm, and then not laugh at me. I'm so and I'm sorry. like, guys, I'm being a rascal. And the audience was like, but mom says that's not good. And I'm like, well, 
Okay, I'm really sorry about that. I just think it's it's such a funny. I think I was nervous time. about hosting. Like I was really new to hosting. <laughs> so I didn't give a fuck. I was like, yo. I, I know, but I think jokes. that was just part of my like, I don't know, just being a little anxious about you know, offending audiences or whatever and um and yeah, I'm sorry no. to, to, to mom out on I you. I think it's just a funny, it's a funny story. Um, that's who you were. But now, I don't know what you would do now. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there'd be, I'm sure it'd be a bit more like Tyler. <laughs> there'd be a bit more of that. Maybe. Yeah. Well, now I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, d- I feel like I, you know, have a better sense of humor now. And um, I'm just less sensitive just because also like, well, I mean, I'm still sensitive and I still like, I don't know. I still think that there's some things I don't like hearing jokes about. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I also just like noticed and realized that uh, it's actually like very tiring um, getting upset. Being a social justice warrior. <laughs> well, I just pick my battles a little better now because. You found yourself always getting upset about stuff? Kind of a little bit like or I don't know. I just I just realized that I don't know just learning I can just choose to like let things go and it and it's like saves me some energy and stress and a lot of times it's like what am I even helping or or doing by like getting getting mad for something that's clearly a joke. I remember the other compliment I was going to give you now. The other compliment was that um, I never I, I ran a few shows over the time, but I never really ran any shows consistently. And you were always you were always running shows. You, how many shows are you running now? Um, we got High Priestess like, every full moon. Yes, we got Buzzkill at the Buzzmill every Wednesday. Every Wednesday with Carlton Wilcoxon. We have uh, Slide in the DMs every every first Saturday of the month at Fallout Theater. Yes, and then I have my I have my open mic. Uh, Luster, every Monday at Luster Pearl yeah uh, on, and I do uh, some pop-ups and stuff on in between them and when I started doing and when I this year whenever I had like I whenever I headlined the Velveeta room whenever I had another one-off show I was and I really wanted people to come because I wanted to I wanted the show to go well and I wanted to make money I was like oh this is what Angelina does all the time and I suddenly was like wow she's like a hustler for real and <laughs> I and I I, I I looked up to you in that moment you, you were a big sister Oh, yeah, because I was like, wow, like she's really doing it. And I didn't even know she's been doing it. And she has so much knowledge and skills. Thank you. And um, I don't I admire that. in you. there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a hustle in you. Thank you. I do want to be a hustler. Um, Where does this hustle come from? Why are you um, such a hustler? I just want to make money from things that bring me joy. And I just want to tell jokes as much as humanly possible. So I'll learn all the the stuff that I don't really care about, but I have to learn in order to tell jokes more, like learn how to do, you know, Instagram ads and, you know, were you a hustler? Were you, have you always that. been a hustler? Were you a hustler as yeah. a little girl whenever you were rubbing one out to cruel intentions at a sleepover? Um, I, um, did I get that right? Yeah. I mean, I did lie a little bit in that joke. <laughs> um, but I mean, I was like, you know, I was babysitting a lot. I was making zines in my bedroom as a child. You were making zines? Yes. Who would you give the zines to? Just my my friends, my parents. How would you make it? What is it? What? How do you make a zine? Well, it's, I mean, pretty soon. Okay, how old were you? I, I mean, starting when I was like 
seven, eight, nine, That's so ten. Funny. You know, I used to make I used to make uh, Captain Underpants books. Oh I yeah, to, I used to write my own stories. Oh nice, I, fan fiction. I, yeah, I I do fanfic. I didn't know it at the time. I would do fan fiction, Captain Underpants. And wow. I would make I would use printer paper and I draw all the things. You still have them. That'd be great for I, a show. I, listen, I bet they're somewhere, but I can't tell you where they could possibly be. We'll dig them out. But yeah, you you were doing zines. Um, yeah, I was I was doing zines. I would just you know just cut out you know pictures for magazines, and I'd make my own magazine. And did I'll, you write? Art, you wouldn't write anything. It would just yeah. Be, it would be it would it would be like People magazine, but for a child. Right. <laughs> it was like, who's. Who's who's Pe- the best kisser in Hollywood? It'd be P E E P U L People <laughs> Magazine. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, that and I'll like write these. I'll, I'll write these stories and stuff. I would, um, and then when I like got on the internet, like 10, 11, 12, Well, it wasn't ten, but like twelve, thirteen. I started like posting these stories online that I would write and stuff. But it's not really hustling. Did it get, get traction? I mean, I don't know. It's just like on this on this site with other like tween girls like writing these like really corny stories that were like littered with designer names, like because that's the kind of books that we read. Um, these like chiclet series that were like sponsored by capitalism, and they were right. just <laughs> like every sentence had like we so many brand names know. in them. Yeah, so I we thought that know. was how you wrote. So that's how I how I wrote for a while. Um, but yeah, so I always liked writing and then, you know, I'd put on shows with my friends when I was a teenager. Here's a, qu- so there's a question. Are you a jackhammer? What's are you that? a hummingbird? What are you? I mean, I'm, I'm delicate. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sensitive and delicate, <laughs> like a flower. I'm adorable and tiny. So, so Elizabeth um, Gilbert had a, um, from Eat, Pray, Love. For me, the the Elizabeth Gilbert from Eat, Pray, Love. My mom and, and loves bi- that book. And Big Magic. And she <laughs> talks about how there's jackhammers and there's hummingbirds. Jackhammers are like, I have passion and I dig down into my passion. I jackhammer until I get my shit in that passion. And then there's hummingbirds that's like, I don't really have a passion. I have curiosity. I come over here, I take a little bit of this flower, take a little bit of that crowd. I cross pollinate. I learn lots of different things. Yeah. Which one are you? I mean, I really feel like both because I mean, I. I <sighs> that's not how the game okay, works. Okay, but let me. Explain. You can't just to say both. <laughs> I when I both. ask you, are you are you an introvert or an expert? You know, I have moments of both. Well, we all have moments I of both, Angelina. <laughs> Which one are you? But but I just mean I I I say both because I feel like I throw my I I throw myself into whatever I do because <sighs> that's what I saw my parents do. But I also I I think everything feel like I I want to follow everything that that sparks my curiosity because I feel like it all fills my cup up in different ways. Tell me about this cup. <laughs> Is it a diva? <laughs> no, I free bleed. Uh, <laughs> Can you get off my couch? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it all like I don't think there's like I like to if there's anything that you know um, sparks my interest like creatively like I want to pursue it or try it out because I don't think any of that can be a waste of time because I feel like it all contributes to me being a more well-rounded person which helps my art and um helps me express myself in different ways and i don't ever want to be like wondering uh, you know oh i wish i tried that out i just want to try everything so what is tell me about this cup so you have a cup that fills up i guess it's your creative cup yeah and also my spirit and your spirit cup how do you what are the best ways that angelina fills up her spirit cup um well 
when I was like unemployed for eight months um, a couple years ago. That cup was dry. That was, <laughs> that was a dry cup. Well, it was hard to have spirit. It was hard. When you're unemployed. I mean, I loved it. I was great at it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, a couple things like what it was like, I had lost my job at like the start of the pandemic and, you know, got on unemployment. And I also decided to like go off of my antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds, uh, right. which I'd been like on, like on and off since I was like 18. And I just, and I could never really tell if they were working or and I had completely forgotten, like, what's my baseline like? So hmm. um, uh, being unemployed and going off those those meds at the same time, I was, like, on a quest to find out, like, all everything I could do to, like, self-regulate um, and take care of myself naturally. Sure. And so I, like, researched and I found, like, all the things that I need, need to do to... Um, feel inspired and taken care of and all right let's hear it. angelina's list of <laughs> feeling inspired and feeling i mean good. it's all like basic stuff but it's like i feel like if i did it every day i'd be a superhero but it's just like reading reading writing writing drawing drawing <laughs> um just moving moving my body like move that booty doing like yoga or dancing especially like just dancing in my room you know it's funny about this is like a sort of self-improvement podcast yeah and you know everything you just said turns out that's the answer yeah everyone has the same answer i but everyone's like exercise sleep more maybe like read a book (laughs) eat healthy it's like oh man what what a terrible what a terrible premise i've stumbled upon yeah but uh no is i love i love self-improvement i love being what about the the creative that so that stuff Um, fills up your cup and then allows you to be creative or i mean that's creativity to fill up your spirit so that well that feel like a yourself uh both i mean i feel like those things like help me i swear me to god if you say both, both. one more time I, if, you, if you don't pick a I goddamn side angelina um you know i feel like those things help me feel like a whole person and give me like a good uh foundation to to like being creative and then i feel like the creative creativity can you know flow through me more naturally that sounds cheesy but um i feel like I don't know. And also things like just like trying to, you know, like reach out to a friend like every day if I can, you know, or um, do stuff for other people like, um, I don't know, just things like that can, you know, just make me feel less isolated because when I'm feeling alone in the world, I don't want to make art. I just want want to sleep. I think, I think, I think stand up's really important. I'll feel bad if I don't do stand up after a while. Yeah, because that's a, that's my main way of expressing myself, especially exp- expressing like a a certain part of my brain, a certain I I, I my and, and it's it's a creative yet analytical part of my brain. It kind of t- it kind of edges it from all sides. Yeah, and so that's a great way to get that out. So if I'm not doing that, that's a big one. Um, I do find reading is very good for me as well. Okay, it, it's it, it, it's put it puts something in so I can swirl it up and then and then shit can come out. Um. You know, ever since I've been dating Brittany, I don't know. I feel like I don't need friends. Is that bad? <laughs> Is that bad? Is that what love? That's the bad part of being in a relationship. Because yeah. you're in one now that not that we're going to talk about it, but you're in a relationship. And whenever you're hanging out, it's like, I never thought I'd be a person whose friends falls to the wayside, but that's what's happening. Yeah, it can, it can happen sometimes. Um, this podcast helps. Yeah. 
this is this for, like a, having friends. A forced conversation yeah. once a week. A filmed, a filmed yeah. combo, filmed hangout. Yeah. Do you do you do that? In um, does this like friends fall? Yeah, apart? I know. And then I feel guilty for it, though. I guess that is like a natural part of life when you get in a relationship. Because um, so, I was gonna say friends are important to me too, but like. Not so much. Not so much right now. But then also we're comics, so we're always around each other. Yeah. I mean, we just had a big fucking dinner last night with yeah, a bunch of friends. It was so fun. That was fun. And man. I had steak. Delicious. Delish. Yeah. Should have had a pork chop. Should have had a pork chop. But pair, yeah, pair I want to, I really want to, I feel like I work too much and I really want to eat food with my friends more because every time I do that, it just makes me feel alive. Yeah. 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 Just basic basic things like that i feel like i neglect sometimes tell me um, about little angelina little angelina yeah, when she was making these zines and- um yeah i don't know it's like it's a little loner <laughs> it's a little loner <laughs> i mean i guess i don't know i was like an only child till i was 11 um and so i was, yeah, you don't you oh, and i was a latch uh my oh, i've never met the sister of yours what's the sister oh, they haven't come to visit um why not um well they're they're doing their thing they're teenagers are they are they uh no i mean i have two siblings Do you? yes one's a they <laughs> no oh both of them are together yeah <laughs> both of them are they <laughs> together they are, are they yeah i'm really t- I listen i love the they's i know i you love do. the they's <laughs> always love the they's you could tell you could look back i've loved the they's but it this use of this casual use of they is really really confusing it's like it's like when it's like you know what it is it's whenever partner first came out yeah and partner the, hit the scene. The gays would say partner. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, someone's gay. But then suddenly the but straights now the straights using took partner, partner. And now someone's like, my partner. And then you're like, what was that mean? And they're like, yeah, my partner, my husband. <laughs> and it's a girl. And it's like, oh, well, why don't you just say husband? Because <laughs> oh, partner is more. Mm. There's no reason why. There's, yeah. no, there's never an explanation. There's never an explanation. Um, so that's what they is now. So I'm confused. But yeah. anyway, you have sisters. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got a sister just turned 18 and uh, nice. 20. Nice. 20 year old brother. Nice. <laughs> 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 you better can it. <laughs> nice. Um, you're done. Um, yeah. Uh, How's your brother? He's 20. Nice. <laughs> I make it bro here. Nice. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll visit yeah, well, they come through. Um, I'm, well, I'm going to fly. Have they seen you do stand-up? No. So sad. Yeah, I mean, maybe they've so seen long. videos, but not in person. But that's okay. I think this trip, since my brother's come, I think this is the first trip that he's like, oh, Tyler's like good at stand-up. This is like, he's seen me do it before, and I'm sure he was like, oh, he's good. But then after seeing me do like FBI couple times yeah. he was like oh wow oh he's like showing cuss clips to people at work that's very so cute. sweet yeah. gotta get that brother approval yeah um a little angelina little angelina yeah so i was i was chilling chilling solo till i was 11 um and uh my i was like kind of a latchkey kid because um both my parents worked um multiple uh multiple jobs um so they're they're off hustling themselves yeah you said they were threw themselves into everything that they do yeah well especially my mom like she really well my dad is like an on-call locksmith which is like its own um 
you know, he'd. What does that mean? What means is, like he's on call. So if he gets a call in the middle of the night, if some, if he's someone, there. If there's a lock. <laughs> that, well, you I'll know, you need a, an emergency locksmith sometimes. Like, so he, but he has to charge a lot. I mean, he char- he's like the only locksmith in town. So you charge whatever he damn <laughs> blazes. Um, but my mom would w- work multiple full time jobs, like during. And really? Yeah, like multiple full time jobs. Wow. Yeah, like she'd work like 50, 50, 60 hours a week as a social worker. Mm. And then, like, another. Oh my God, that's where you get your heart. <laughs> where you get your big heart. I mean, she did pull me, pull me out of school to go on strike with her. <laughs> for, strike for what? Strike for, like, with her, um, with her social workers union whoa yeah when i was in when i was in kindergarten so did you really need to be there <laughs> it seemed like kindergarten would be a great place it, for a child she, to be while you're was, on said it was an educational experience mm. and when, do you remember that day yeah tell me about the day i'm not really i remember the picture <laughs> of it i remember i don't know i was just like this seems crazy and cool and then Every, i became a socialist everyone's so angry <laughs> everyone was pretty happy they're like i don't know it was fun i was like i love unions now um but yeah she she's a social worker for like um 56 hours a week and then she would work uh most nights as, a, as she, she had a private therapy practice which she oh, still wow. has oh wow yeah um, so she was making money at night, but she was helping the people during the day. Kind of. That's um, like you. <laughs> That's like you. I guess so. You make if, your comedy money at night and then you help people. I don't help people. I'm a barista. <laughs> you help people with their coffee during the day. Hopefully for not much You're like longer. a hipster, your mom. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I would, I think she's, I think she's awesome. I really admire what she's done. Yeah, what's, um, what's her name? Lucy. Nice. Stop. <laughs> no, Lucy's Lucy dope. in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> Sparkly. Yeah. Okay. You're Social worker you said. Um, yeah. She, she got her hair up in a bun, don't she? No, she's got a <laughs> She got a blazer with stains on it, doesn't All she? All right. You're, she don't got time to wash because she works so hard for her clients. Okay. What is this fan fiction you're writing about my mom right now? <laughs> um, but no, she's great. She started a free detox program in her county. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a nice lady. Yeah, she's awesome. And they like play tennis and they're really active and stuff. Um, so yeah, they were they were busy and I just enter- entertained myself a lot, hung out with cool babysitters, mm-hmm. uh, watched Buffy, which made me gay. And yeah. yeah. Um, See, I never watched it. Yeah, and that's why you're straight, straight as, as a rock. Straight as a rock. <laughs> so fucking straight like a rock is. The straight um, as a rock you've ever seen. I played a lot of tennis when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah, like every you day. You played tennis and you were making these zines and being and being were you were you an active were you sportsy uh yeah i mean tennis pretty intense i'll play that for hours a day whoa yeah do you still exercise now um you know on special occasions (laughs) during (laughs) during the pandemic i got into tennis and basketball a little bit and i played with some friends you said something earlier that i was like i wanted to touch on that oh can we talk about you being bi because you're gay (laughs) you mentioned you you brought it up not me yeah i am i am bisexual slash pansexual depending on who i'm talking to that's cute (laughs) that's an old joke isn't it (laughs) Um, isn't there a joke it's like i'm bisexual or pansexual depending on how hip you are did I say was it one of my jokes? It, maybe it wasn't your joke. Maybe that's just an observation <laughs> that the, the the pans have. Yeah, it's just it's 
it's because they're the they're the same thing basically yeah people need to stop with pansexual i think people <laughs> have stopped i don't think people are announcing that they're pansexual anymore yeah well because so, people were like you know we're you can change the meaning meanings of words you know sure, yeah. and, and people just were like how about we just agree that bi means more than one are you bi enough you know <laughs> <laughs> Are you I'm bi- a bisexual who pretty much mainly dates men. Yeah. So, which is the worst, co- which is kind of worse than being straight uh, in know, terms of the, the eyes know, of the queer community. Okay, listen, I'm obviously I'm from the I'm looking at this from the outside. It pr- seems like the worst thing to be. Also, seems like most common type of bi girl. Yeah. Just well, saying. okay, I will say. <laughs> just that saying. That's just what I've noticed. I've, I've noticed I'm, a lot of bi girls that are like, I'm bi, but I'm bi, 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 bi. And then they be sucking dicks left and right. Just like you, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I. It's a numbers game. Am, okay. We're, yeah, we're socialized to be straight and like m- men, like, pursue me more than women do and why aren't you attractive to women (laughs) (laughs) listen i am pretty pretty equally attracted to all genders but no why aren't you attractive oh i don't know why aren't you you pulling why aren't you pulling hoes i don't know i mean i feel like you know women will like flirt with me but i i very rarely get have gotten asked out by by women um you gotta you gotta be the you gotta be the go there's a lot of shyness and ambiguity and um uh i just i don't know i just i need bluntness i guess um and also like i realized after a while like i was like i don't want to like i'm just i'm not gonna police myself and and be self-conscious about it like not gonna get in the way of love or a good time yeah (laughs) i mean listen i'm not um bisexual but i do date women yeah and i've had similar thoughts when it comes to what race of women you date where it's like there's pressure whenever you're a black man to date certain races or not date certain races or blah, blah, blah. Every, every, anyone you date, whenever you're black, there's no winning. Yeah. There's no winning in the choices you make. If you decide to get, if you decide to get a really nice job, everyone's like, oh, this fucking crack, this white, he sold out. And then if you decide to like, let me stay with my people. It's like, you broke motherfucking lazy, never, tr-. there's no winning. And it's the same with women where you're like, oh, I'm dating a black girl. It's like, oh, oh, uh, you're dating a black girl. Oh, and then people are racist. Oh, now there's two people to be racist too. And then you're dating a white girl. It's like, well, now he's just selling out. He's, yeah. he's what, about your, what about the sisters? And all these things. And uh, and I decided to say, I came to the same conclusion. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna date who I'm gonna date. Yeah, and it's, else I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna police it. Business for yours. Ha- what's gonna happen will happen. And, and it, yeah, it's weird. After a while, it's like, it's like I don't know. It's kind of weird to to factor that in, you know, or like make sure your dating history looks balanced or yeah. whatever. Because life is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Um, but I also want to feel included <laughs> at, oh, at gay stuff? you know yeah i i i do i do that's recognize why, that's, why you, that's why you keep cutting the nipples out of your shirts and stuff <laughs> just to be like guys i'm still i'm still hip I'm still with crazy. it okay i'm still with you baby um um flirting with guys v flirting with girls um, which are you better at 
Well, also, I'm just, you know, there is no, a kind you, of a familiarity with flirting and uh, with men and dating mm-hmm. men. You know, it's just like it's I get just more nervous and shy with uh, women, you know, because I just feel like yeah. it's, um, not, it's not so great. Is I'm going to come off as dorky and yeah. or they just friendly, you know, which yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. And it's a tough line to walk. Angelina. <laughs> it's not really easy, is it? <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't have a parachute of dicks I can fall into. (laughs) (laughs) You could. I gotta keep going for the puss. You could. Parachute of dicks. I could. But I'm not going to. Yeah. It's... It, yeah, it is. It is. What, 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 it is, what, do you, what is it? Because you know, I think that, I think that is a, a true thing, a, a true feeling of, of of by women or by people in general. Is like, am I bi enough or am I gay enough or am, yeah? Am I, am I? Am I? Am, I'm, I've dated mostly men, but you know, I still really like women. And you know, how do you reconcile that? Um, well, also, like, I'm just. Uh, it, it makes me always question myself. Like, even though I've I've you know thought that i was bisexual since i was like 14 or 15 but still like all the time i'm like maybe i'm a lesbian maybe i'm straight like depending on whoever whatever hot person i'm looking at right then i'm like (laughs) um um, i'm just i you know i don't feel um i'm always second guessing myself um and also sometimes people's sexuality changes um sure have you heard the thing about women and no, their I sexualities. Haven't. So there's a book I read called Sex at Dawn. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they hooked up a bunch of men and a bunch of women, their genitals to a monitor, right? And then they showed them different videos. So like they showed a video of a guy and a girl fucking. And they had a guy and a guy fucking. And they had a guy and a girl fucking. And they had, let's say, some orgy stuff. And they had some bonobos fucking, just some straight up monkeys having sex with each other. Now, depending on the sexual orientation of the man their genitals would respond to the thing that they were interested in. If it was a straight man, they would respond to the lesbians. They would respond to the guy on girl, you know, less for the gays, less for the monkeys. Women, their shit responded to all of them. No matter what they were looking at, women could, I'm like, I can get off to that. I can get off to that. The monkeys, yeah, I get a little something from this. The gay dudes, that's fine too. It didn't matter their orientation. And so, and so it talked about how there's there's an aspect of female sexuality that is more fluid and flexible than men's. Yeah. And maybe, maybe less maybe less um like straight visual. Not not even more. not straight visual but more like like if if I'm fucking a big strong man, I like big strong men. If I'm fucking like a soft sensitive man, I like soft sensitive. Like you can kind of you don't have one thing that you have to have or women have more flexibility when it comes to that. But yeah. men are like, I like, I like tits. What can I, I say? Can, and I they love. like me back. <laughs> <laughs> I like tits. They like me. It's kind of no getting around that dog. So, uh, um, yeah, you, I mean, you experience I, that. Yeah. I, get, I mean, I feel like in terms of who I'm uh, attracted to, like there's not, not really, um, not really like a trend. Like, um, in terms of like there physical might be, appearance, might be, might be a bit of a trend. Just like hot people, but that can look like anything, you know. Sure. Um, like, I don't know. Like, let's let's do some role playing. <laughs> so I'm gonna be a hot girl at the club, <laughs> and you're gonna flirt with me, okay? No, and, and gonna, I don't want to reveal how little game I no, have. No, no, no. I, okay, so I'm gonna be the girl, <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 I just left my friends. 
my clearly queer friend, so you know I'm probably gay. And I go and I'm getting a drink. Ooh, can I get one? <laughs> can I get one? I'd probably uh, just buy your drink for yeah. you and, uh, and make a lot me? of eye contact. Excuse me? <laughs> hey, what are you looking at? Hey, I love your top. <laughs> Thanks. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. What's your name? It's Angelina. <laughs> mm, Francesca. Oh, that's a hot mm, name right there. Yeah. I'd fall mm. for Francesca. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can... Mm flirt with women i just can't seal the deal oh my god you can (laughs) and seal the deal francesca get out of here (laughs) (laughs) you you went back into the bit stop it you're like francesca stop it not uh yeah i just get more nervous and stuff but you know i've Cause I've gr- eaten some pussy girls, in my day. Because so. cause the thing is, uh, guys w- uh, will give you attention. Exactly. And girls, you, can, so you have to earn. Also, can, guys, guys are never going to reject you unless they like have to. Yeah. Also, like you can, I feel like, do more like psychological flirting with guys. What does that mean? <laughs> because I feel like a lot of guys that I've been interested in, like, have return the attraction attraction to me once i like just take my attention off of them and focus on myself really hard wait say it again like i feel like guys will thrive off of less attention where right like if you stop giving attention to a woman she's like oh well guess you're not interested in me anymore bye that's probably, <laughs> i'll go hang that's out with true. the millions of other people trying to fuck me right now do, do y'all do where that? the guys like wait where'd you go do y'all do that consciously are you like oh i'm having a good time but i'm gonna run away not not so really consciously. It's just a trend I've noticed. Just, I I think that's I think that'd be uh that'd be rude to do it consciously. But I mean, there's a girl. Uh, I've was, just noticed. I'm, whenever I'm like, okay, this guy's being like kind of off and on, like mixed signals. I'm just gonna focus on myself, and then that's when he's like, right? Oh, I actually do want you. <laughs> you know, I there's a girl at a thing. I was out and flirting a little, and she, I, I could tell that she was kind of she was doing the flirty, but like kind of like. Like what? Oh, Tyler, you're here. You're just not gonna say hi to me. I'm like, oh, sorry, girl. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, well, how you been? I've been pretty good, just doing stuff. And then like, and and it was working. It was very flirtatious and 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 intriguing sexually. And then she kept doing it, and I was like, all right, girl. At some point, you gotta talk to me. <laughs> at some point, you gotta not be like that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is. You I'm, can only be I'm, so coy I'm for like, oh, so I'm, long. I'm tired of this. Though. Yeah. Just need need people to be blunt yeah i'm am i a good flirt i don't know i've never seen you but flirt you, but, you, but you get my essence in general i mean you're a very hey, funny charming hey, confident girl. person Ooh, what's this what's this made out of okay what is this what's, f- this, <laughs> <laughs> what's this material made out of girl are you mm. no are you a, a are you a seamstress what do you <laughs> mm, i'm just oh shit that's, that's a i nice. don't know this accent mm. that you're putting on mm, right now accent that's just how i talk you're like no you're mm. elongating your words and these are my confessions <laughs> it's my r&b voice um yeah no i'm sure you're good at flirting with other people but we're siblings so that is true yeah that is true um yeah i don't know also it's just sometimes just fun fun to flirt without trying to make it go anywhere yeah you know yeah it is it is yeah tell me about your first sexual experience (laughs) (laughs) um it was almost a threesome what 
what? It was Your almost first a gay time threesome. Was almost a gay threesome. Yeah. How did you not push through with that? Because it seemed overwhelming, and I was like, let's just stick with. Because I've never had sex with one person before, so I really I can't. <laughs> I was worried that all of my future sexual experiences after that wouldn't be able to live up to that. No wonder you're afraid of girls. Your first time was like, you want to fuck both of us? And you're like, this is a lot for me. I don't <laughs> well, know about I'm this. Well, I still fucked one of them. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my first time was with a girl I met at a poetry slam. In the bathroom of a poetry slam. Hell yeah. And I know that, you know, this This how I know that I can be charming. Because I feel like all I said in the bathroom was something like, oh, we're they're out of paper towels or something innocuous like that mm-hmm. and she was like ah, you're so funny no um, it was that bad you're like hey uh though the hand dryer doesn't really work <laughs> oh my god you're hilarious you're crazy and she like escorted me to the bar and she's like i need your number and she like escorted me to the bar and she's like um bartender <laughs> I need a number because I just made a new friend. I need a pen and paper because I just made a new friend. That's the thing about lesbians. I feel like, well, maybe not like like girls. Like It's so easy to be like, oh my God, we should be friends. Oh my God. Yeah, well, oh I thought God. it was and just you, friends. And, 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 and then you just go, Until we were inside of each other. I thought we were just friends. That, yeah. Literally, yeah, we hung out like a few. We never went on dates even. We, She invited me to hang out a few times in like group settings, you know, which yeah. was fun. But I was like, okay, friend, friends vibes. Uh, and then... After we had hung out a couple times in some group situations, like, and also as a, I was always scared of coming off as, a, a, as that like predator, like gay girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just gotta get over that. When, well, I'm saying you, that has made me hold, No, <laughs> it's made me like Lucy. A, <laughs> stop bringing my mom into this. <laughs> wow, I'm trying to tell you about I lost my virginity. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but. It's made me kind of just ignore some signals sometimes because I'm like, well, what if I'm wrong and I don't want to be creepy? Um, with, but then later I'm like, yeah, she was being pretty you clear. Know, creepy, creepiness is such a, a, an interesting phenomenon because yeah. as a guy and as a pursuer of women, I guess I should say, you, you got to pursue them if you want them. There's no other option. And there's right ways to pursue and wrong ways to pursue. And some and the only way to learn the difference is to get it wrong sometimes. What do we do in this situation? You know, How, we, just we, learn the thing is we can't avoid mistakes. being creepy. I feel like you have to be creepy in order to learn the line of creepy v not creepy. Yeah, you can also learn from and other people around you. That is true. But I feel bad for guys who have worse social skills or haven't had the opportunities to find the line and then yeah. they're like 30 and then they're like how are you and it's like fucking creep and it's like i'm learning you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. that's if it, it feel bad I mean, for those guys that's they'll they'll learn or and, they won't and you and can and, and, and it's like girls can intellectualize that because i can understand how that must be hard for them mm-hmm. and then they meet a creep and they're like, fucking Kevin's a creep. And it's like, there's then all well, the Kevin is. So. Kevin is. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying he could, he needs to just fuck him one time just, and then he'll just feel better. Time. No. Just fuck. If you fuck the creeps, they'll become cool. No, I, it's not worth it. The, you, you, it's women's job to transform creeps into <laughs> cools by fucking them. This is what thoughts. <laughs> this is what having a podcast is done to you. <laughs> Yeah, trying to say crazy things that um, makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, no, gets it will get you viral. Um, but yeah, so I would ignore some signals and stuff. But 
this um go but this one night they hey. <laughs> invited me over hey. oh the two of them the two of them <laughs> um and invited me over to like watch the presidential debates i'll let you know how mm. recent this was well wow. I, I, I didn't say which presidential debates but was it bush v gore it was um I think it was 2016. Dukakis. It was 2016. That's a guy. <laughs> I don't know anything about that guy. It was the same month that I like started open mics. I lost my virginity. So, so the 2016 election, the one, yeah, we were, the one where Trump won. Yes. Y'all, that was the night you almost had a threesome. <laughs> yes. And you're and you've decided not to. I you was didn't want to lose. Your, you didn't want to lose your virginity to a lesbian three way with the night Trump got elected. <laughs> wasn't when he got elected but it was one of the debates yeah with him and clinton and um we they uh the the girl that i liked and and her roommate they suggested like a drinking game so we got like drunk Mm. from that and um hooked up but like her her roommate kept trying to like squeeze in there (laughs) into into you or in between in like in our like we'd be like making out and she would just like start like petting our hair and stuff like that making out in front of her uh well we we kind of like started kissing in the living room and then her roommate started touching us and we're like let's go to the i think we're gonna go to bed we're pretty tired and she kept finding excuses to like walk into the bedroom do you think that your girl and the roommate talked about this at that time probably I mean, you think they're maybe. Like, we should have fuck Angelina. I don't know. I don't know. But um, we never hung out again daughter. after that. Um, you and the girl? Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. She kind of goes. I love me. the idea. Okay, but uh, no. See, this here's the double standard. At no point during this conversation about this story did you describe the roommate as being creepy, <laughs> going up <laughs> to two people making out. Mm, nice. No, hair. I, I did think she was kind of creepy especially when she kept on walking into the bedroom when we were hooking Don't up get me wrong, and i still respect it because she was shooting her shot <laughs> i still respect listen it. she was being a girl boss girl right? boss gb <laughs> um yeah no it was just kind of overwhelming for my first time a little bit but i was still just happy not to be a virgin anymore um yeah and yeah it was fun i just felt um a little sad that she never wanted to hang out again and i wonder mm-hmm. if i did anything wrong mm-hmm. but what you gonna do what are you gonna do? <laughs> and then a month after that, I was like, I should bang a guy just to balance it out. Is that Shane? <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't bring up my exes by day. But we love him. <laughs> Shout out to Shane. Shane Ganaway. <laughs> oh, cut this out. <laughs> at, at S Ganaway, look him up. Oh, Imagine God. them together. All right, it was, it was, it was heavy. I walked in and on him one time. No, <laughs> you didn't. He was upside down. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> no, I never did. I never did. Um, well, that's fun. What else? What else you want to talk about? Um, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Mm-hmm. Um, when did you lose your virginity? I was eighteen. Was were you in love? Uh, no. What happened? I met a girl at a Boy Scout camp. What? That's how it was happening. Listen, I don't know how she got in there, <laughs> but I wasn't going to lose this opportunity. <laughs> You were a Boy Scout kid because you were old Boy Scout. No, it's because I was, well, I was 18. That's an old Boy Scout. I was, I was 18 and this was a Boy Scout camp. So we were like hosting the camp for the young ones, right? Okay. The girl there, she was 22, I was 18. What? Yeah, dude, I was pulling, I was pulling. Well, older women have always been interested in me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always, I've, always, I've, always I've, I've been told I have an old soul. 
Yeah, by twenty-two-year-olds trying to no, fuck by, your voice. By, 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 by my mom <laughs> and other other adults. Like Tyler, so you know, like you look in someone's eyes and you see the wisdom. That's what they see. Like you see, like he's he's lived lives more than yeah. Maybe his they're body just telling seems. you you look tired. I was. I'm very tired. And <laughs> uh, no, I met her there, and then we last week of camp, we like started flirting, and then we like made out. She was my first everything. Oh my god, make out. Pussy eat, finger butt, um, ma- dick in the ear, um, spit, spit on my balls, um, toe in my toe in her pussy, toe in my pussy. What? No, um, you're lying. I'm trying to toe uh, in pussy first time. Yeah, toe in p- first time. Toe, toe in, in pussy, pussy first time. Um, first time I licked a car battery and shocked myself with it for sexual gratification. That's um, a lie. First time, you know, first time, you know, an animal watched. <laughs> first time an animal joined in. And, I um, you know, it's we it was it was <laughs> You got all your badges that night. I'm like, how far how many times how many, how many things can I come up with? But she was my first uh, you know, normal stuff. Just just normal stuff. Yeah, just normal stuff. You guys hang out after that? You ever talk again? No, we like we dated long distance for a bit. Oh. She she lived in a college station. Nice. And then uh and then, then and then I was like, oh, I don't like her. I was just horny all summer yeah. at a Boy Scout camp. Turns out, and uh, and she wasn't very nice. <laughs> it's a rite of passage, you know. Yeah, you gotta date a lot of bad people. Turns out, you gotta date a lot of bad people. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, Even- I dated this guy once who told me I don't like I don't like comedians, and I was waiting for him to say, but. <laughs> he never did that's so funny that's so funny well do you tell me what is do you do you have you ever gotten some ass after a show from being on the show no never mm. i've gotten ass but never after a show mm. never actually okay yeah i'm a girl Girls i mean people like, like flirted me a little bit but i don't know it's they're either like too aggressive or not aggressive enough you know what i mean they're either like weirdly like you know too enthusiastic and like creepy mm-hmm. you know um or they're just like not direct enough and they're just a little shy and flirty and i'm like well, i you, need you, you to be in that sweet spot well, you have all the power that's the thing um yeah i guess so i you just, know what here's a theory is this why women like powerful men because women inherently have the power of sexuality um I don't. I don't know. Let me explain. Women have the power of sexuality. So if you meet a, if you just meet a guy at a bar, you're like sensual, and he's like a guy, and it's like, well, I have this. What does he have? I don't know. Something maybe. I don't know. But then you meet a like a powerful guy, like a guy who just did, was on stage or has money, and you're like, well, I have sex and he has money, so like, we can we're we're now actually even. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. just just from a purely sexual social place obviously if you start dating then things change but like that first is like oh he thinks he's powerful well so am i Mm. yeah that makes sense i feel like it makes sense um yeah i just never i don't know if i I thought about my you know sexuality in terms of power um before like in terms of my own your own power and your sexuality yeah like didn't really connect them that much before Cause it just felt like a, I don't know, something that was in the way <laughs> a lot as opposed to like, cause power makes it sound like it's like an asset, like I have leverage when in fact it felt like, 
liked i don't know like it felt like uh sometimes i was i don't know it just felt like it was a barrier to being seen as fully human you being a sexual being yeah or like my like being you know reduced to sexuality um that's happened yeah both like in dating or like in comedy or whatever like i feel like i don't know i wish i could take it out of the equation sometimes um or feeling your like, next comic she's very wet angelina martin <laughs> it's like that is insanely inappropriate <laughs> i have been introduced I'm really similarly funny <laughs> too i have been introduced similarly not not in terms of wetness but talking about my pussy <laughs> Uh, your next comic, she, uh, she's a, uh, <laughs> her, <laughs> I was trying to think of something. It, it was going to work out, but it, she's it, got a tight five and a loose puss. <laughs> yeah, a tight five and a loose puss. Let's give it up for Angelina Martin, everybody. Let's give it up for Angelina. Like she gives it up. For, <laughs> she's got, for C, y'all. she's got a, she's got C jokes and a cups. Let's give it up for Angelina Martin, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That or, yeah. Or just like sometimes feeling like. I don't know, like, you know, I feel like I have to heighten my sexuality in terms to to get, like, noticed or appreciated sometimes. By who? I don't Not know. by me. <laughs> I don't see you as sexual at all. I know, we're siblings. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I, people I, 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 You know, like, the, you know, the, 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 the people on, the people on the bathroom signs, just the white outlines. That's, that's, I, that's, that's how you see, see me? Just a triangle yeah. person? I just see a, I just see a, tri- I see, I see the half triangle though. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Just in terms of like feeling like that's sometimes I've almost felt like that's, you know, the main thing I have to offer and so I have to like heighten it or something. Heighten. Yes. Mm. Um, which is, you know, why I've been a hoe sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, you know, if I'm on a date, I feel like I need to be funny. Yeah. It's the best thing I have to offer. I think you have more to offer. Tell me what I have to offer. You've got a, if you were, if, okay, if you a were, kind, if you, juicy if you, heart. If you were trying to set me up with your, with the, the, the best girl in the world. Yeah. What what would or how would you sell her to me? I would say my friend Tyler is really smart, very okay. very intelligent like and this. thoughtful. Thinks about the mm-hmm. world in a way that most people don't. Mm. So um, and he could be a little bit of a rascal. I'm a little <laughs> rascally, it's okay. Um, yeah, bit bit of a scamp, yeah. but you know he may may push your buttons a little bit, but he'll it's spark all, some great it's conversations. All good fun. It's all good fun. And you know he's very goofy, big goofball. Big goof. goof um, I'm cool. And <laughs> now I'm telling you, but I'm cool. <laughs> but cool. And he's probably cool. Yeah, he's probably cool. And yeah, I would say I would say all that, and I would say that you have. You have good style. You have better style than when I met you. <laughs> That's when we've all grown up. Yeah. You've gotten less annoying. My style. <laughs> my yeah. style has gone up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's um. Let's let's start wrapping up. I don't. I don't. What the, what I like to, what I've been doing is uh, asking to give advice to 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 the people yes. about various topics that we talked about. So can okay. you give can you give advice to the people about just creativity? Creativity, I would how to fill up that cup. I would say don't don't force it, and if you're feeling creatively dry, just try try taking care of yourself in the most 
basic ways and exposing yourself to to new experiences and new people, which will naturally inspire uh, creativity mm. um, to flow through you. Um, uh, yeah. What is some advice on um, uh, uh, being the best bisexual that you can be? Bisexual, I like the pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> that. I'm from the um, south. Bisexual. I would say yes to be the the best bisexual <laughs> that you can. You're making it something else. <laughs> bisexual. <laughs> um, I would say that you don't have to prove your sexuality to mm. anyone, and just to have fun, and also recognize that um, biphobia is not that big of a deal. <laughs> What do you mean by that? I mean that there's that it's not it's not as big of an issue as other issues in the queer community. Wow. You are really <laughs> you're really shitting on your own people here. No, I think any smart bisexual would Be agree with grateful. me. Grateful. <laughs> no. I just feel like me like I just hear uh, you know, some bisexuals complain about um not being uh, seen as queer because they have because they're in a straight right. passing relationship and I think while that may be a little bit annoying it's not as big of an issue as uh, like a lot of the adversity trans people are facing or just other problems that I think are more pressing uh, so I would say you know put into proportion and realize that yeah. stri- straight passing is is also an immense immense privilege yeah, um, trans women, trans, just, trans trans women are like like we could get killed. Yeah, out in and, the streets and, and buys are like you know I suck so much dick they forget I eat <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's, not fair either. It's it's not fair, but it's also not that big of a deal, and it should be really low on our list of. And we shouldn't complain about it because it makes us look a little. A I little will annoying. say it's probably not by women. It's this is probably a white woman problem white bi women yeah. <laughs> yeah i would say the complaining about biphobia sounds like some white shit more than it sounds like some bi you know what i mean yeah well i mean yeah cis white bi women shouldn't complain about yeah. biphobia yeah. <laughs> i mean it's probably you that. can but just you I mean, know just don't don't post about it I'll tell yeah you exactly much. don't don't march about it talk to other bi people about <laughs> it because we don't want listen, maybe just put it in listen, your journal we don't want to hear about it don't list it as like a main priority. <laughs> Don't write letters to Congress about it. I'm by. If you can't handle it, swipe left. It's like no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my main a- advice to bisexuals. Is no I, I love. I, I I feel like I'm gonna get kicked out of the of the bi club after this. But I think I think my fellow bisexual people understand what I'm trying to say. You know the the. Do you do you feel like do you feel like there's a queer community? And yeah. do you feel like every queer is in the queer community? I or mean, do you feel like the queer community is something more specific than just queer folks? You know what I mean? There's queer community and but you know, also queer people contain multitudes and um you know, there's all these You're different so di- subgroups. So um and we're not all gonna get along and you know some queer people are annoying so we're not all gonna hang out with each other um so there's gonna be different groups like i always felt like like i didn't like i feel like when i was a little 
a baby by like years ago i felt a little uncomfortable like being trying to be part of the queer community um like publicly just because a lot of it just centered so much around like clubbing and i'm not the biggest uh club rat these days i really tried to make make that work (laughs) for me for a long time but it's not my favorite thing to do um so i'm really glad to see the emergence of a lot more queer spaces that aren't centered um around um like i don't know just trashy dance music um you know there's lots of different types of venues or even people who aren't into like like you know there's more daytime events and uh or things for like sober-minded queer people so um there's lots of different types of queer communities that you can join and be a part of and jump around between so so lgbt which is the best letter b (laughs) (laughs) you just answer for bitch (laughs) bitches (laughs) all my bitches Um, what's your advice on like being like an amazing uh, showrunner? Um, uh, I would say just uh, you got to be a little shameless. Mm. Um, you got to uh, um, ask for help um, and ask a lot of questions. Find out what people are doing in terms of promotion and yeah just be a little relentless by shameless i mean like i'm an i'm so annoying i'm always promoting i meet new people maybe that's why you're less annoying to me is because you're more annoying i'm more annoying to other people yeah Yeah. like i'm just it's always it's it's it just becomes second nature like some uh you know i was at like the buzzbill mic like a few weeks ago and some guy afterwards was like good job and i was like thanks come see me every wednesday here at 9 p.m (laughs) like it's just it i don't just ingrained in me you know i bought i bought um i bought i made business cards of mine with links to my website there's one right there you can see it. oh nice i like it um i I have them and i can't get myself to hold carry them with me and be like you know hey nice show thanks man here's my car check me out online yeah. it's it's it embarrassing to promote but you do that i feel like it's it's less embarrassing than you think it is like and and if you start getting the habit of that like yeah maybe some people are gonna be like well, what a douche but one of those people may be like i'm gonna hire that guy to write for my tv do you show. know who's gonna say what a douche is all the other comics who wish they had the balls to yeah. do that. That's really the truth of it. Yeah. you. I mean, you got to be your own biggest advocate. Um, you got to look out for yourself. And I feel like any kind of like hardworking hustler or creative person, you know, is, is going to understand or and respect that. And if they don't, you're the only person living your life. And it's, you know, it's sometimes following your dreams is embarrassing damn <laughs> and lastly what is you know premises uh talk about growth and self-improvement and how to get better so that i can beat you so give me some advice on how i can destroy you um how you can destroy me mm-hmm. um well i mean do you want to know what what i want to improve on <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean i just want to become i just want to become a kinder person mm. um and i want to be more present how do you do those things um i feel like to be kinder like i uh well i feel like they both are kind of connect 
they have a similar kind of course of action in that they they both kind of involve listening more um it just like really intentionally listening yeah. to people that you're talking to even when you're not doing a podcast with them um i'm sorry <laughs> um, i don't understand <laughs> But uh, yeah, just listening more, and I feel like to I want to be kinder by um, just being uh, just more more selfless and um, just helping helping people more around me when given the opportunity because um, I feel like that is is very fulfilling in a way that nothing else is, and it's one of the main points of being alive, and um, I just. I don't ever want to feel like I'm trading am, um, kindness for ambition, you know. Mm, um, that's a big one. So, well, yeah, how, how, it's like it's like you. We want to do this comedy thing that is very ambitious and very ego and very like, ah, give it to me. But how do you do it in a kind way? Well, I, I mean, I feel like you can just if that's who you are, it's going to be second nature. That's going to color how how you come across. But I also feel like. You know, I mean, I feel like a little self-conscious about just having been really wrapped up in my work, both in comedy and my day jobs, like trying to survive. But I feel like I could also, um, as a note to myself, just take more time intentionally to um, spend more meaningful time with people I care about and also just reach out to people and just do do acts of service for for people so that's how i want to be kinder and what was the other thing i said oh be more present yeah just um i'm always i'm so anxious all the time i'm always thinking about things i have to do so i'm just trying to really you know be present that's cool be not be on my phone you know just like be with whoever i'm with i'm I'm on my phone right now for the (laughs) listeners as a joke um yeah because i feel like i don't know i i'm gonna be dead one day so i don't want to always be thinking about the next thing because um, then it's just going to zoom right past and I want to savor you know what I've been thinking about what um, as I move forward if I'm going to continue down this this path of, of ambitious uh, ambition uh, you kind of got to surround yourself with the right people yeah and some of that means cutting off people that you like but ain't right yeah but what do you mean ain't right like they just don't make you, you know, feel I, good or they they have qualities you know, that you I, don't want to adopt my Brittany really supports me she really believes in me and seeing her believe in me and sure you know we're, like we also like it makes sweet love so there's that but she genuinely believes in me and I've noticed that there's other people that don't yeah as genuinely believe in me and you know what you kind of gotta spin that shit out a little bit you yeah know, well yeah shit. i mean i've done i've done that before when i was like kind of getting started in comedy i had a had a friend who i uh you know we were we were Shane, tight for a little Shane bit Stopped out. um no i i had a friend and uh you know she thought it was cool at first that i was like starting to do comedy and then i was like getting these more shows and she would just you know make these snide comments about how she, you know, hates comedy and all that, but then be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just joking. I think it's great. And she went to one of my shows, like She's one time. Friend. It was a friend who I who I knew outside, met outside of comedy. Right. Um, what but, kind of shitty friend would you're just like? Oh, I'm just doing something away from you. It's like fucking piece of shit. <laughs> well, you, it, it came off as jokes for a while, and I was like getting a little like, oh, okay, I don't know about all that. I guess you don't 
had to love comedy, but all, all right. And um, then she came to like one of my shows one time and she came in and I remember she like, saw, like looked at the comic on stage. who was a friend of mine. She looks at this comic before me and rolls her eyes and like so funny. <laughs> yeah and comes up to me and she's like hi um when are you going on and i was like i'm going on in like a couple comics like 20 minutes um and she's like oh okay well it, i gotta i gotta leave i gotta go to this this music show i'm sorry it's sorry are you sure you're not going i was like 20 minutes she couldn't wait i was like why'd you even come mm. so i feel like people like that i was like okay you know yeah because this is what i love to do and i'm really proud yeah. of it so i don't know yeah. be being in or don't like yeah there's, there's, there's a little bit of that it's it's weird it's like it's like you want to be kind you want to be good to the people around you but you also kind of have to get rid of some people around you because you want to be surrounded by the best people who believe in you and so it's it's this uh this cruel thing yeah but i feel like life kind of naturally balances out the That's people true. people around you and I then when that. you when we get older, because right now we're two of the youngest people alive. Yeah. Um, but one day, if we ever get old, then I feel like it's, we're, I mean, from what I hear from other people, it's like your circle gets smaller and tighter, right? Yeah, what did Louis say? He said your, your circle of, uh, what did he say? Your circle of concern tightens. He said it so succinctly. Yes. Let's end the episode of a Louis C.K. quote. Yeah, you're in. You're living in the past. Everyone's everyone's over it. <laughs> no, everyone's over it. You're the only one that still cares. No, I'm everyone's not. over it. No, I'm not. Yeah, but you're. But <laughs> you're. But your people are getting smaller because no, as time goes on, people just give less of a shit. Well, I still. You're think the only one. You're the only one that still cares. I I care. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 2022. You're 2018 right now. <laughs> Do you understand that? So like no. you can live in 2018 if you want to, but like that's not where we're at. We're well, moving on. I just you know, I I guess I'm, you know, have some things. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Shit, go read that. If you have you read, go back and read that article. It's 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 a very good article. <laughs> it's 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 a lot more fair than the conversation that came around it. Yeah, it's pretty like oh that's like a really. Yeah, it feels really fair to both sides, honestly. I'll check it out. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Be that way. Uh, so your advice to me was just to be, be kind? Oh, uh, well, to defeat me? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just whatever you want it to be. But advice um, to me. I would say that you're on your way to just being like a big old star. So just um, enjoy it along the way, you know? Um, all the little steps in between and also like I feel like you're gonna be so famous that you should enjoy your um, on on amenity while you can man you really don't know words huh <laughs> but I try on amenity on damn a- <laughs> damn <laughs> stop you said you read as a <laughs> I did <laughs> said you read as a hobby she reading. She out here like I need to relax. One fish, two fish, red stop. fish. Stop! I'm like, God. damn, girl, you need to. <laughs> I, I just you need to pick up a chapter book. Girl. Stop! I can read. I, <laughs> I don't have the best pronunciation of some things, but you know, I try. I think you're thinking of anonymity. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, enjoy it while mm-hmm. you can. Man, I'm not funny. Um, uh, the the 
memory card's full. But um, so we're just signing off right now. Um, she was saying very nice things. And, I was saying take care of yourself yeah. um, because, you know, I don't want you to get burnt out. I appreciate and, you. Um, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I'm sorry it wasn't funnier. It's not a funny podcast. <laughs> okay. It's a real podcast. You brought the real, I brought the funny. Hey, <laughs> real funny, baby. Um, you got anything to plug? You have all your shows. High Priestess, every full moon. Uh, Buzzkill the Buzzmill every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, uh, slide in the DMs every first Friday. First Saturday. First Saturday of the month at Fallout Theater. Um, you have one-offs. Did I forget something? Uh... Is this when's this coming out? October sometime. Okay. Okay. Well, last last Tuesday in October, um, come see me at uh, the ballroom at Spider House. Mm. Um, at, a th- at I think eight p.m. All in Austin, um, all in Austin, Texas. Got a stand up showcase there. That'll be really fun. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Angelina. Thanks for hanging out. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Yeah. Bye forever. Bye bye.